People who hired a personal investigator. What did you uncover? My mum was an attorney who worked in the workers' compensation insurance. Her colleagues were representing a woman who had been gravely injured on the job and deemed totally unable to work. The opposing attorney hired a PI to investigate this woman. Let's call her Jane. They get to court and present the video footage as their platinum evidence, proving that this woman was totally able to work. Here is Jane mowing her lawn. Here she is unloading her groceries from her car. Here she is walking the dog. Here she is going for a run, etc., etc. Jane's attorneys sat there totally quiet. When it was their turn to cross-examine the PI, they declined any questions. Their turn was up next. Who is the first witness for the opposing side? We would like to call Jane's identical twin sister to the stand. Jane's identical twin had moved in with her bedridden sister after the work accident. Full benefits awarded to Jane. Apparently the look on the faces of the opposing attorneys was the stuff lawyers' dreams are made of. My grandfather once hired a PI. See, he has a large vineyard as well as a few engineering projects he's working on. Well, two guys pressed charges on him because they claimed they'd hurt their backs working for him, and he needed to pay for all the medical bills, disability, etc. He thought it was a little fishy and hired a PI. The PI uncovered that they had not actually been hurt and documented the two people working at a lumberyard, which has a lot more physical labor than a vineyard. It cost my grandfather a bit to hire him, but way less than what he would have had to pay those two scammers. I think this is probably the most common thing a PI does. Probably number two on the list. Number one being catching cheating spouses. There probably is no number three. I worked as a PI for a couple of years, and it's really not the case. It costs a heck of a lot of money to hire a PA, and just isn't really worth it when all you have to do is catch your spouse tripping up with an undeleted email or a Facebook message. The whole PI to catch a cheating spouse thing is just something you see on TV and movies a lot. That isn't to say it never happens, it's just not the most common thing. It's almost always disability claims or some other legal matters. If you think about it, it really makes sense. When you're threatened with having to pay a crapload of disability money to someone, you have a lot more to lose, and chances are you're a little more able to afford a PI than some stay-at-home wife whose husband works late a little too often. Well, Mr. Former PI, that may be true in the majority of cases, but I will say that in this group of stories it seems like some people have been crazy paranoid enough to hire PIs to spy on their spouses. Starting with the following. My wife hired one. She found that she was wasting money and that I'm a very boring person. We came from different cultures, but we knew we wanted to be with each other. She's Hispanic, born in another country, and I'm a hillbilly from Appalachia. There was a lot of jealousy early on, both sides, because we simply couldn't relate. After a while, I grew tired of being suspicious and told her that if she wanted to be with someone else, to just tell me and I'll move on. But to just tell me. It was very freeing for me. I guess to her, though, it only made her more suspicious. I got off work at 7am and there wasn't much to do, and not many places that were open for a couple more hours, so I would go to the gym. And I guess she didn't like not being able to account for the gap between me leaving work and me coming back to the apartment. The guy she hired to follow me around was terrible. I had my routine, get off work, go to the gym, go grab some breakfast, hit up Blockbuster, maybe go to a pet store, we had birds and fish, At the time in the morning, these places are empty. Like I said, I'm a boring person. Cut to a few days later, I leave the gym and the new guy behind. Head to a restaurant and in comes the new guy from the gym. Creepy. I eat, then leave, go to Blockbuster, and in he comes. So here, I am suspicious. The next day at the gym, I'm telling my buddy about how creepy it was that the new guy shows up everywhere I go, and he agrees. I'm done working out and tell my buddy that I'm going to leave and that I'm going to a specific pet store and if the guy leaves the gym right after me, that my buddy should head to the same pet store. And that was what happened. 
I go to the store, a couple of minutes later, in walks the guy, and a minute after that, in comes my buddy. We ended up pinning the guy to the floor, I asked why, and he starts saying, It's just a job, and that he ain't seen nothing. We release him back into the wild, with the order that he's not to show up at the gym again. I get home, call her up, and say that she hired the biggest idiot around, and that she needs to stop wasting money. She asks, What happened? I tell her to ask him, since she gave him money. Her jealousy died down after that. Well, that and I made the ultimate quote to her that made sense. I said, if I was getting laid as much as you think I am, wouldn't I be a lot happier? And that was that. For those folks hoping for a different ending, sorry to disappoint. We've been together for almost a quarter of a century and everything is fine. Maybe she just couldn't believe that she was involved with someone so boring. If a PI followed me around, goes to work five minutes late every day, comes home from work at the same time every day, stays at home until work the next day, stays at home all day on the weekends. I just hope he doesn't reveal what kind of adult content I watch. This pretty much sums up my life. In between work, they would see me take a whole bunch of green herb and watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for hours. If my significant other hired a PI on me, I'd be freaking livid. Livid's a strange name for a mistress. I worked as a PI one summer for a friend of my dad's. Busted three people faking disability claims. Oh man, was that some really boring work. Previous PI here, work is boring, but when it's exciting, it's very exciting. I found out that PIs are pretty damn expensive. My dad's friend is a PI, he charges $45 to $65 an hour, and also charges for whatever gas or transportation fees he incurs while working. He's pretty well off too, apparently a lot of people need the service, which surprises me. Lots of PIs are contracted out through various police departments as well and law firms to disprove or limit damages claims in personal injury cases. My mother hired one to follow my father, who's a sixth grade teacher. So he was cheating on my mum with a former student of his who was 14 years old, and my father was 36 at the time. Uh, was jail involved soon after? No, the parents of the girl didn't press any charges, as they were pretty okay with it. In fact, he married her soon after. A relative of a friend of mine approached me one day and asked if I could help in finding his brother on the internet somehow. His brother had up and left town with no indication of where he was going, leaving a wife and two small children behind. They were not separated and still lived with the kids. He took little more than the clothes on his back. They didn't know if he was in trouble, running from someone, or just a deadbeat. They bought me his passworded desktop PC, which was an XP machine and easily cracked. There wasn't anything in the browser history, the documents folders had nothing, and the machine was relatively blank. I did find a World of Warcraft installation though, and inside that was everything I needed. In the game's screenshots folder, I found several shots of his dwarf talking to a female night elf, very cutesy-like, including some chat lines about being together, and flirty emotes. It was clear what he had done. This turbo nerd had left his family for a night elf. In the screenshots, I could see a few add-ons. One particular World of Warcraft add-on, Pratt, that he had installed has a scrollback chat buffer it saves. I was able to locate the settings file containing that buffer, and in it was his last conversation with her before leaving, including an actual address, 800 miles away. Google provided a name, phone number, and satellite photo of her house and car. They were blown away when I gave them his pinpoint location. He called the number right there on his cell phone and asked for him, and sure enough, he was there, probably shocked to crap to get a call from his brother after this disappearing act. As far as I know, he didn't return home, but I'm sure my little detective work made sure the kids got their child support. In conclusion, Turbo Nerd Dwarf Hunter becomes the hunted. Okay, two stories of PIs being used to discover scumbags in a row. That makes a nice break from all the cases of personal injury claims. What crappy dads. I hope they got drained for everything they were worth in child support.
My uncle hired one to follow his wife after she gave some signs of an affair. She was the principal of a school and claimed she had to work long hours or would attend every single school event and function and would be gone long hours or go on business trips, among other things. Turns out she was totally having relations with the vice principal. He got camera footage of them going to her house during lunch breaks for a quickie on my uncle's bed. He got other footage as well of them meeting up numerous times. It was never confirmed, but some kids at the school later claimed she and the VP had done it in their office. After it all came to light, it dawned on all the other aunts and uncles the many times my aunt would drop off her daughter at random times and random nights at our houses because she had a spontaneous school function and needed a babysitter. It was also mysterious when she surprised my uncle with chest augmentation surgery, which turns out was for the other guy. How does one surprise their spouse with elective surgery? Do they just roll over in bed and say, Look what the melon fairy left, honey? In 2005, my mother had suspicions that my father was cheating on her whenever he would go to the Dominican Republic. So she hired an investigator in DR who began to watch my father. The PI express-mailed her some pictures of my father and some young woman kissing, dancing, going into hotel rooms, the works. She later found out that the woman was the mother of my father's illegitimate daughter, my half-sister. My father got her a visa and she is living with us now in the States. I was trying to locate a former business account who had failed to return some of my property. PI quickly determined she used several different names, several different birth dates, sometimes claiming to be a senior citizen, and had used 20 different addresses in the previous few years, all over the country. PI was as baffled as I was, said she was either a con artist or mentally ill, or both. Anyways, too bad for her, her new employer had issued a press release about her hiring. Rather than contacting her, I'd already tried that, I'd exchanged some emails with her without results, I contacted her new boss. UPS man delivered my property to my door two days later. My mum is a divorce attorney, and she has one she recommends to her clients when necessary. It's all about hiding money. I've talked to the guy and basically he does a lot of online research and looking at money statements and stuff. Sounds actually really boring. I have not hired one, but my now father-in-law hired one when I first started dating his daughter. Funny part is, I was working in the port, you know, with ships, when I stopped at the guard shack and told them that I was being followed by some strange person. The PI pulled up next and had three port police officers pull guns on him and tell him to get out of the car. I think he ended up going to jail. Laughed my butt off, but I did sort of feel bad. I would have called the dad up and offered him anything he wanted to know, at only half the cast. My uncle was a PI for a while. He mostly worked for insurance groups and lawyers to make sure the correct person was being served or prosecuted. He would have to figure out stuff like who burned the farm down, John Smith Jr. or John Smith Sr. Was Jane Doe the divorcee or the third wife? One time, this kid wrecked his Ferrari. Kid ended up posting his version of the wreck on MySpace. He told how he'd intentionally wrecked it because his parents didn't get him the Ferrari he wanted. It was very Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec. My mum is a PI. She's asked me to go into bars and adult clubs with her on multiple occasions to observe individuals. Both made sense to remain inconspicuous as well as her own safety. Let me just say, you've never really been to an adult club until you go with your mum. She was trashing girls left and right out of earshot. About 10 years ago, my cousin was deployed in Afghanistan on his second tour. During phone calls back home, his daughter made mention of a new uncle he didn't know existed. My aunt decided to hire a PI for him and found out his wife was cheating with a doctor. Of course, he was heartbroken. The divorce that followed was quick. However, there is a bright side to this. After switching to a reserve unit, he was able to finish college and go to law school. His ex-wife? She was dumped by the doctor not long after the divorce. 
She attempted to reconcile, but my cousin refused. He's remarried. She lives with a group of friends in some run-down house. When I was 10, my parents separated and went through a nasty divorce. Sometime during all of that, he hired a PI to follow my mum around. The PI concluded that my mother was a working girl. She did escort service and hung around the doctor's conventions. The PI took photos and logged everything. My dad snuck into the house my mother and I lived in with a camcorder and recorded the discovery of a ledger containing all of her clients and the money exchange. He leveraged it in the divorce so he didn't get bent over entirely. My dad didn't tell me any of this until I was 17 or so. I didn't believe it until I thought back and remembered some things. She had a pager and back in the 90s only a few types of people had pagers. Doctors and working girls. She would suddenly be gone late at night if I woke up. She would always say she was out grocery shopping. I also remember walking in on her wearing a revealing dress made of leather. No more revealing than what girls wear to the club, but hey, that crap is weird when it's your mum and you're ten. Anywho, my dad still throws it at me when he wants to prove how much better of a person he is than my mother or my stepdad, who married a working girl. In her defense, she was paying her way to become an RN, which she is now. In conclusion, P.I. followed my mum for my dad during a nasty divorce, found out she was a working girl. Dad holds grudge to this day and tells his kids about it. And another piece of evidence that many spouses apparently hire P.I.s to discover cheating spouses. Okay, so I'll bite. Nothing like hunting down a psycho ex or anything like that, but it's interesting enough. So I was living in England and had an uncle living in assisted living in California. He was 95 at the time, a little fuzzy about some things, but on the whole, sharp as a tack. He was deeply religious and attended church weekly. A couple of women from the church had made friends with him, drove him to church, bought him trinkets and whatnot, and basically took care of him, sort of. Sounded okay to me. Heck, I was in England, what was I going to do? The only thing that jarred me a little bit was one time when I was talking to the woman on the phone, one of them told me that my uncle had signed over power of attorney to them. That struck me as a little odd. My uncle and I weren't really close, but being his heir, along with my brother, wouldn't he have told me about it? I shrugged it off, though. Again, what was I going to do? I was 6,000 miles away. Besides, and this is what gets a lot of people, he was of sound mind. He was a free agent. So it was really none of my freaking business. A year or two go by, I check on him periodically and everything seems fine. I come home one night and my phone is ringing. It's the assisted care residence. Crap, what's happened? Is he dead? He's 97 freaking years old. I was expecting it any day. No, it's these two little old ladies. They're trying to get my uncle to sign over power of attorney to them. Wait a minute, hadn't he already done that? The alarm bells go off. Something is deeply wrong and it was going to make at least 24 hours to get back to California, given connections, flights, renting a car, blah blah blah. So I call a PI from England, tell him the situation, and as soon as I can get to the part about the women, he stops me and says, Wait, let me tell you how this story goes. He then proceeds to tell me that this is a common scam. These women cruise the churches looking for these little old guys who on the surface have no family to speak of and healthy retirement and investment accounts. So I get my butt back to California ASAP. Unfortunately, my uncle has signed nothing. Although at this point, they're pushing him hard. They'd even kidnapped him and taken him to an attorney and tried to get him to sign over POA to them. Little did they know who they were dealing with. My dad's side of the family sets the gold standard for stubbornness. I learned this early on when my dad said no, that was it, give it up, because that was an answer that was not going to change. My uncle, all 100 pounds and 97 years of him, had dug in his heels. So we signed over POA to me and now the hunt begins. 
Where were his accounts? These women handed over nothing to me, a few receipts, but no accounts, nothing. So this PI and I ended up hanging out for a few days, tracking everything down. I can't begin to tell you how much I learned from this man, a complete original, Vietnam vet, former Navy SEAL, carried a knife in his boot and a gun in his shoulder holster. So he shows me it's mostly research, and that I resonate to since I work in research. Painstaking, boring, turning over one pebble at a time kind of investigation. Knowing how to talk to people, how to observe. It requires a massive amount of patience. We went to every bank within 20 miles, and by schmoozing and showing my POA, we found what we thought was every account. I then went over everything. They had played a shell game, borrowing from him, hadn't quite stolen from him, but it took quite a while to figure out what they'd done. Then I find the piece de resistance. They had him sign over all of his retirement accounts to them, or more specifically, to the younger one, being a spry 81 years old. So we do some further investigation. Turns out this one is broke. Looks like she sent it back to the Philippines or something. She spent a lot of time in Vegas. So here's how it shakes out. A common scam. These two little Jezebels made a play for my uncle, who fell for the younger one, hook, line, and sinker. They get him to sign over all of his retirement accounts to them, and then all they have to do is outlive him. At 81 and 83, respectively, with my uncle 96, it should be easy. So I confront them, told them that I knew what they were doing, and I had the evidence. I didn't really, I only strongly suspected, and that I could turn them in. So they spilled the beans, told me what they'd done. They swore that they had only borrowed the money. We signed it all back over, I didn't turn them in, I figured it would all come out in the wash anyway. I didn't want to see them go to jail, and I wasn't sure I could prove it anyway. But if it wasn't for this PI who had my back, they would have gotten away with it. I'm a firm believer now, I learned a crap ton for him. Now for the editorial. This crime is rampant, intimidating, bamboozling, and ripping off the elderly. Most DAs won't touch it. If you even get a whiff that an elderly relative is being abused or ripped off, if it even crosses your mind, step in immediately. Kick butt and take names. You may be the only defense they have. But I'll tell you, it turned out to be one of the most interesting experiences of my life. My uncle got the last laugh. He outlived both of them and passed away peaceably at 100 years old with me there with him. One of the last things he told me was that he had forgiven them for what they'd done. In conclusion, elderly uncle is nearly scammed out of half a million bucks by a couple of Jezebels cruising the churches. P.I. steps in and saves the day. I learn a crap ton. We discovered that the driver who hit me not only went off the side of the road where I was, legally four-wheeling on a quad, she was talking on the cell phone, looking into the passenger seat, driving with no insurance and a revoked license because of previous convictions for causing accidents. After the truck, pushing my quad into a T-boned position, plowing up so much dirt in front of us that after 70 feet it finally came up to a halt. The investigator had evidence that she was driving 35 miles per hour in a 25 zone and she didn't brake after the impact. After the truck came to a stop, she jumped out and started running away, but witnesses caught her and held her there. My friend, who was sitting behind me, both of us 14, were carted off in ambulances and I never saw this woman's face. The trooper wrote the report that I, 14 years old, had taken an RV instead of an ATV and pulled out in front of the woman, though it was clear the accident happened off the roadway. The trooper interrogated me while I was lying on the ground waiting for ambulances before my parents even arrived. I was in shock while he rephrased the question, have you had any alcoholic or illegal substances today? Several times. My neighbors finally asked him to wait until my parents arrived. In the hospital room, he questioned me further while my parents were on their way. The nurse had to ask him to stop as my neck was being evaluated and I had not even had pain medication yet. 
The accident was deemed my fault, although there were two eyewitnesses who testified against the woman to the trooper, and later in court I was told by the DMV I would have to pay the woman's truck damages before I was allowed to get a driver's license, and I carried SR-22 insurance for five years after I received it. The investigator uncovered proof that the trooper knew the woman who hit me and was possibly friends with her. For the months in between the accident and when the investigation was complete, I fought an awful amount of guilt, believing it was my fault and not having any memory of the accident. My friend's leg was badly injured and required extensive surgeries over the next five years, and she was visiting from Texas and had to be medevaced back there via helicopter, which left her family with a huge financial burden. During that time, I even considered taking my own life and took one attempt that thankfully failed. My parents took the case to the state Supreme Court over the course of the next three years, and when we finally came to trial, the judge said the only way the report could be cleared and the financial obligations relieved is if the state trooper took back his statement. When we began going that route, we were told the trooper had been dismissed from the force for wrongful behavior, and his testimony was worth noting. That was an expensive lesson in corruption. The financial stress contributed greatly to my parents' divorce. However, if we hadn't hired the investigator, we may have went on thinking it was my fault. I'm very thankful to know that it truly wasn't. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.